In a world gone mad, driven by subjective delusions and endless arguments, one man stands for logic and truth. Welcome to The Logical Place, where political biases are left behind and reason reigns. Join Josh Tolley, the embodiment of objectivity, as he leads us towards sanity in an insane world. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Logical Place. My name is Josh Tolley. I am so glad you're here today. Today, we're going to talk about the logic behind Budweiser selling Budweiser and its related brands to Billy Bush. All right, so obviously, this is a hot button issue. So before we get too deep, let me say this is not to uh, convey anything political or social at all. This is just looking at it from a business standpoint. When we look at the situation that Budweiser are in at the current moment, it's not too good. Since then, the brand has lost $37 billion in value. They've laid off 380 employees, more layoffs from distributors as an indirect consequence, no real apology from the company, and no real commitment to stand up for Dylan Mulvaney and his community from the company either. So they kind of ostracized both sides of that coin. The CEO provided a terrible and irresponsible response, and it leads to an obvious sort of question, too. How is this guy the CEO? And the reality is, right or wrong, irrelevant, fallout has happened, now what? The way Budweiser has been kind of transitioning away, no pun intended, uh, from their core audience for years into more of a social justice push which has not really been about social justice as much as it's been about regulation and forced behavior by proxy. And that Dylan Mulvaney partnership was just the straw that kind of broke the camel's back. A Bud Light facing some backlash over its partnership with a trans influencer. Take a look. There's a video posted by Kid Rock that has more than a million views, hundreds of comments praising him for shooting at cases of Bud Light. Other videos posted online show people like dumping their Bud Light into trash bins and down sinks, even destroying cans of the beer. Why? Well, Bud Light had teamed up with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney during the NCAA's March Madness college basketball tournament. And while March Madness has officially wrapped up by now, it seems like the response to this partnership just seems to be getting more and more intense. So that's where they find themselves. That's what led to the issue in the first place. And that's why Billy Bush is even back in the, the conversation about should his family regain ownership of the business. Since most of the nation at the moment is familiar with Budweiser, Bud Light, and its core brands as separate entities outside of their other product offering. And we've all seen them piling up at stores. It's absolutely crazy. The other logical point behind this is America is kind of growing sick of companies that are just trying to produce quarterly stock return value increases. We're getting really, really sick of that. And obviously InBev, they're pursuing that hardcore because they're this publicly traded business, but how publicly traded businesses are not really in the business of offering quality products. They're in the business of raising that stock price for their institutional, mostly institutional investors. The next point is America has a love affair with the Bush family. Not, not those Bushes, those Bushes. Uh, <laughs> the Anheuser-Busch family has been around a, a long time. And there was just something people liked when it's associated with a family because we're people. 
We like it when our sports teams are owned by somebody we can look into the suite and say that guy or that lady or whoever. By putting a family back at the head of a business that's named after that family would be really attractive, especially in an economy that not only is facing economic turmoil like we are, but is also searching for identity. The other reason that uh, they should look at this is because it also allows the Bush family a shot at redemption. Prior to the sale to InBev, the family was getting a little messy, a little careless, a little problematic to themselves and their community. And that kind of followed even shortly after the sale too. Well, nobody wants to go down like that. And America loves a redemption story. So to have the Bush family back at the head of this thing would provide a massive, massive amount of marketable, tangible, measurable PR. Uh, the upcoming election is probably only going to add fuel to that, that fire. It's going to reignite the, the hatred for that company and other companies who find themselves in this position. It, that delays any sort of market recapture that normally would come with the passage of time. So based on the delay and the hit they've already taken already, it just makes logical sense that InBev should sell off the Budweiser branded products and who better to sell them to than to Billy Bush. Uh, and as far as deal, deal structure, my message to Billy, if he's watching this, somebody forwarded to him, do not, do not go the way of private equity funds and hedge funds who are going to offer you the capital to fund this deal. Don't do it. It's going to put you in the exact same position that InBev now finds themselves to. What you want to do is you want to structure a better deal that keeps control in your hands. Most of these PE funds and firms and hedge funds and firms have no ability to offer you a good deal. They just need to deploy the capital. They're looking at you as an easy place to deploy billions. Instead, what should happen, not only for Billy, but for the customers and, to be honest, for InBev, they should structure a deal somewhat like, as, as I'm about to explain, they should take the depreciated value of the brands, right? Do not come to the table saying, oh, they're worth $38 billion. No, they're not. They're not. You destroyed that. Sorry. They're not. So take that depreciated value. And then Imbev should fund part, half of the, the purchase price that it takes for Billy to make the acquisition through some form of, of owner financing, right? Why should they do that? Why does that make more logical sense than, than having PE funds and firms just dump a bunch of cash in? Well, for obvious reasons, financially, it's way smarter financially. It allows InBev to actually recapture that, that lost brand value and revenue in a more advantageous way. The last thing they should want to do is to recapture it as much as they can in actual upfront capital. This allows them to use their assets that are in place. It allows them to use co-packing agreements that they could have for Billy. As a matter of fact, what I would do is I would enter into a co-packing agreement with Billy that InBev co-packs co that product until that sales price has been earned off anyway, which allows them a steady f flow of, of revenue. And you could put protections. I mean, obviously, we're not going to do a 200-page agreement in whatever time we have left. But you get the overall idea. You could put some protections in there that could protect both sides. But it allows the price to say, stay competitive and fair. It allows Billy to control the business. It allows InBev to get a much better financial benefit than 
um, having a PE fund just inject a bunch of capital into it. And it, it, it allows the whole vision of what they're trying to present to the American public to happen with that brand. In closing, Billy, give me a call. All in best. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the conversation your mind so desperately needed and your heart unknowingly ached for. Now the rest is up to you. Until next time, may your path lead to heaven and may freedom follow in your footsteps.